Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am your host, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of these United States. Normally, I am joined by a co-host, Timothy Robert Dunn, a self-described common man here in Chicago, Illinois. But unfortunately, Timothy is unable to join us this episode. He is catching up on some much-needed rest and relaxation. He's been working a lot lately. He has a very typical, as I understand it, millennial job where he works at a startup, picking up trash and cleaning toilets in a costume overnight and allows the other employees there to shoot him with paintball guns as some sort of stress relief for them. Nonetheless, he's having a hard time adjusting to his new overnight schedule, being a night owl, so he is trying to find ways to get some sleep during the day and he is currently conked out on some NyQuil. But before he did pass out, he told me to go ahead and do the episode on my own. And that is exactly what I'm doing because we have a motto here at 15 Minutes with Lincoln, and that's create content, no excuses. Four words, but one simple rule to live by. So that's what I'm doing. Now, I normally, occasionally, rarely get off track a little bit by something in popular culture or some sort of new fast food item, but I'm not going to do that this week. I am going to stay on the topic of politics because, once again, this is a political podcast. I will say that normally I might discuss something like, I don't know, Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men movie, or Monster Energy Drinks, but I haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet because it's getting terrible reviews online and it's just really getting dogged on. And I recently gave up energy drinks because it turns out, I don't know if you know this or not, your body can make energy out of anything you eat, like even like carrots or something. I had thought some reason that you needed these energy drinks, and I guess it's easy to see that once you get carried away and you have one, you have two, you have three, and then by the sixth one throughout the day, you think that's the reason you're getting energy and you need to have another one if you want more energy, but... Actually, as I've been able to cut back on eating and consuming any sort of calories thanks to my recent stomach stapling surgery that I got in a van by a couple of Serbians, I have seen that actually I don't need to eat that much or consume as many Rockstar Monster Energy drinks. So I have gained a new perspective on eating that I wouldn't have had otherwise. That has allowed me to have a renewed enthusiasm for this podcast and focused my efforts clearly on the political landscape that is today. This week, our president, President Trump, has been visiting, as you know, with Queen Elizabeth and other royal dignitaries there in Great Britain. And I thought I would use this as an occasion to reflect upon my own dealings with Great Britain, our newest, closest ally, which wasn't always the case, as you may recall, When I was president of the United States, I may have mentioned it earlier, but I was the 16th president of the United States um, during the American Civil War. It's not a huge deal, but when I was elected president, as you know, a bunch of southern states unlawfully seceded from the Union, thereby committing an act of open rebellion and treason against the institution that they had sworn to uphold. That institution being a government by the people for the people. The grand experiments that men could govern themselves. And they, by rebelling against it, were acting in the name of tyranny. Merely because I had stated when I was campaigning for presidency that I had no intention of interfering with the institution of slavery where it existed, but I had hoped 
that it would die out on its own, and I could help that along by ensuring that it would not expand elsewhere across the country. They took this as a grave existential threat and thereby seceded before I even took the office of the President of the United States. Kind of like how people are forming opinions on Doc Phoenix, even though they haven't seen it yet, because it's quite possible it's good. Michael Fassbender, he's the guy who was in 300 and uh, that Roman Centurion movie that's on Netflix, and he's been in uh, like a lot of other movies that you wouldn't think an actor that good would be in. He seems to really like doing action movies, like kind of like those alien Prometheus movies and stuff. He's a very good person. Magneto is, is the character's name. He's very compelling in, in these films, so how bad could they really be? Now, nonetheless, I digress a bit. When I was elected president of the United States, I had one goal in mind, to preserve the Union by any means necessary. That meant I had to squash the rebellion and quench these rebellious flames that had been lit thereby in the southern states. To do so, I took it upon myself to be an active participant in the events, not merely allowing them to bring the war to us, but to take the war to them. It took a while for me to find a general that matched my commitment, as you may recall. The first thing I did, though, on my own accord, was to blockade those southern ports. I did so for two reasons. One, to ensure that they could no longer import slaves, which, of course, was their primary labor force that boosted their cause and made their engines turn. And secondly, the other part was to prevent them from exporting raw materials and thereby bolstering their coffers and boosting their economy, stimulating their commerce through trade with allies such as Great Britain, who depended on the South for many raw materials so that they might turn those into goods, such as cotton, which they did turn into clothing. Now, this was not a popular move when I did make it amongst the British factory owners and those who did own the means of production, they actually implored the British government to interfere in our civil war on the side of the South for two reasons. One, they hoped to smash the blockade and quickly remedy the precarious situation they found themselves in, relying upon our raw materials. And two, they actually hoped to establish the South as an independent country that would be more friendly to Great Britain and thereby dependent and grateful for their aid giving them some great advantage in trade. Now, I did not impose this blockade on the southern ports as an act of economic warfare against Great Britain. It wasn't like what the current president is doing by imposing tariffs and sanctions and financial isolation and other sorts of punitive monetary policies, such as blacklisting tech companies, in order to ensure compliance among our allies and foster fear within our enemies across the globe. It wasn't like that at all. See, look how on topic I've been. I compared my time to the current time, thereby providing a historical perspective on today's events and fulfilling the goal of the podcast. Plus, I would have never wanted to go to war with Great Britain because I would have wanted to save them the embarrassment of having had a can of whoop-ass opened up on them by the same country for the third time within 75 years. Kind of like how I wish that we wouldn't have had this Dark Phoenix movie and made a third current X-Men film when we already had Days of Future Past and First Class, which were perfect, I think, and really set the stage for the new Marvel universe in which the X-Men are folded in and kind of reset the timeline, and I think it would have been perfectly, and I really wish now seeing these reviews that they would have left well enough alone, but 
Again, I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, so I probably shouldn't rag on it too much. Well, thankfully at this time, Britain didn't rag on America too much, because this idea that Britain should interfere with the American Civil War was not a popular one in the least. It was confined to mostly the wealthy interest that wanted to see the war ended so they could continue to make a profit off of American raw materials. You see, Britain understood that the American Civil War was about the issue of slavery, and they had long since moved to end slavery within Great Britain. In 1807, they banned the slave trade, and by 1833, they had made the practice of slavery completely illegal throughout the entire British Empire, and they had no interest in going back. In fact, they seem to understand that the American Civil War was over the issue of slavery better than we understand that today, now that the issue has been obfuscated by this retroactive fitting of states' rights upon the cause of the South in order to make it seem less tyrannical and less morally bankrupt. But in the interest of fairness, I will say that they understood this better than I even did at the time. In the fall of 1862, Horace Greeley really put me on blast in the New York Tribune saying I wasn't doing enough to end the institution of slavery, and thereby I wrote him back in that late September saying that if I could end the war and save the Union by abolishing slavery, I would. And if I could end the war and save the Union by preserving slavery, I would. And if I could end the war by leaving slavery some places and ending it completely in others, that's what I would do as well. But shortly after writing that letter to Horace Greeley that was published, I began to realize that that was not going to be the best way to position this war and took action to craft the Emancipation Proclamation, at first leaving room saying that I would leave slaves alone in some of the slave territories or states that were more sympathetic to the cause, and thereby over time making it firmer that this cause of reunification was really about purging America of its original sin that compromised its ideas and its founding principles that all men were created equal. Which is also kind of the premise of all of the X-Men films, showing that even though some people are born with extraordinary abilities and otherwise interesting mutations, that at the end of the day we are all just humans trying to make it here, and we deserve to be created equally. Something I think that all of the films get right. And if you even go back and look at the early trilogy, like, you know, X-Men 1, X2, and X3, you kind of think at first those were really bad because the action sequences seem a little green screeny and like on a sound stage and stuff. But if you check out the FX app and you give them another look, you'll see that they're actually pretty good. And they handled the whole Dark Phoenix Jean Grey thing pretty well. I mean, it was unclear whether she was the bad guy or if the senators who wanted to outlaw mutants were the bad guy, but actually kind of made it more compelling and figuring out where things were going to go because people are complicated. Kind of like how the people of England were complicated. And even though it was in their best interest economically to see that the American Civil War was ended, in fact, maybe that it would be better for them if there was an independent South that was a friendly trading partner, they knew that this was not a morally just position to take. And thereby, when I did issue this Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, I received a letter from the working class, the working men of Manchester, commending me for taking the stance that I did, saying that that was the right thing to do to end slavery. And even though they would have somehow benefited by having more work to do, they recognized that all men needed to be created equal, despite, regardless, or without concern of any sort of race, religion, gender, or class, and that injustice towards 
any workers anywhere was an injustice done to all workers everywhere. And this was met by my friendly response to them, thanking them for thanking me, and thereby, I believe, truly setting the stage for a more peaceful and pleasant relationship between America and Great Britain since then. I'm not trying to take credit for like the whole thing, because I recognize we had a lot of shared values like language, and, and even the Magna Carta was kind of the inspiration for the Declaration of Independence, and we have a lot of similar uh, people across the two countries. Nonetheless, I would say um, uh, it's kind of it was it was kind of my whole thing, and I feel like I wasn't getting a lot of credit in the news this week when people were talking about uh, how we have a special relationship, and I think it really kind of goes back to this original letter by Manchester workers and my response to them, kind of like how the X Men franchise really is the precursor to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of owes everything it is to these first X-Men movies which showed how you could adapt these wide stories into narratives on the big screen and I think that we are losing sight of that as we continue to degrade and take apart Dark Phoenix which is something we haven't even seen yet. Honestly I can tell you this I'm probably already going to like it so just brace yourselves for that. <sighs> All right well, that was good. I don't think I talked about X-Men at all, maybe like once uh, there at the end, but otherwise I really stayed on point. So uh, I'm going to give myself a five-star review for this episode, and I hope that you will also give it a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else they take podcast reviews these days. And, uh, you know, like, rate, review, subscribe, all those things, smash the like buttons, email your friends. You can email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln, one five numeric minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com if you have any questions for me about this episode or if you have any tips to help Timothy find some sleep during the day and basically adjust his schedule because he is working I think six to six at the startup and he's he's on trash duty most of it uh, he gets some toilet duty in there but at any time he can be uh, attacked by paintball guns and that kind of sets back his progress because he's got to go back in and readjust everything he was doing in the bathroom or, or at the dumpster where he works and you know it's a tough job but you know how else is he going to get minimal health insurance coverage these days you know what I mean so I commend him for it and uh, I hope you will too anyway thank you all for listening I'll see you